0: This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE IntelliNews. Subscribe at bne.eu. Hello, and welcome to Window on the East. With me, Ben Harris, the editor of BNE IntelliNews. Russian markets have been trading more or less flat since the annexation of Crimea in 2014. However, at the corporate level, there are several good stories and some people are making a lot of money as the economy recovers and earnings go up. I just spent the last two days in New York at the Moex annual investment conference, where a lot of American funds came to meet with Russian officials and leading businessmen. The talk was mostly of sanctions. However, on some of the panels, the Interesting companies, particularly from the tech sector, uh, caused a lot of comments, and those companies are growing at 10 times the speed of the rest of the economy. However, for broker-dealers and investment banks, times are tough. I sat down with Roman Lokov, who's the head and CEO of BCS Global Markets, the new kid on the block that's seen his business grow very fast. What makes this bank unique is that BCS is starting to diversify. It recently became a member of the New York Stock Exchange, a first for Russian banks, and it also has a big office in London. 60% of the bank's revenues now are non-Russian based. Okay, so um, Roman, here we are in New York at the MOEX conference. To talk about BCS, I mean, the the bank has been growing very fast uh, in the last couple of years, and recently one of the big pieces you knew, you joined as a member of the New York Stock Exchange, which is a first for a Russian bank, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, I think so. And the bank has grown out of uh, a Russian-based business, but as I understand it, the idea is to diversify. So you've got a big office here in New York, which is developing. You've got one in London as well. And some 60% of your revenues now are non-Russian-based. What was the idea behind the New York Stock Exchange membership, and and how do you see the the diversification
1: developing? The the idea of diversification came several years ago. uh, After our market share on Moscow Stock Exchange increased to 25%, and we started sort of Okay, you can have organic growth, you can launch your desk, uh, but then, uh, basically, ultimately, you build up a platform which can be used for other markets. So in London, we saw an opportunity to enter into prime brokerage segment, where we are strong. And uh, one of the reasons for that was similar to, basically, to what's happening in Russia. This is uh, about regulation. So regulation in Europe became very, very strong and strict. It led to the fact that, uh, in our opinion, funds, hedge funds, society, like, I don't know, from $550 uh, $100, $150 million, is actually underbroked or underbanked. Because larger banks started because they had this you know capital adequacy and restrictions they started right? either overcharge such fund or provide low level of service or just kick them out because okay. like monoliners. And this is where we fought and uh, we entered it with niche because we have a very strong prime brokerage platform, we invest it into a swap engine, we want it to be innovative into Russia, for Russia, for Russian market anyway, because no one does things like, like, like us, like, I mean, synthetic prime brokerage, things like that, Russians don't do that. And we have to strengthen our positions and to keep our, our, our leading position. so we have to innovate constantly. And basically what we do is, uh, we don't invade, invent a uh, bicycle. So the things that uh, behind US, like, I don't know, say, Ten years and behind Europe, say I don't know six years. So this is why there are certain things or certain developments which will come to Russia for sure, and this is why we are trying just to be the first in implementing it. And then the idea was why not to use it? We saw this niche in Europe, and thought why not to use this uh, prime brokerage really services? you are saying the niche is in, in
0: Europe and
1: particularly America. I mean, in America is uh, another in, another story because you ask a general question on diversification. But there, of course, we have so in Europe we have global market connectivity. Of course, we focus on Russia and emerging markets, but we extended it pretty quickly because our platform is modern. We can capitalize on that, and I mean, the customer is the same. In America. So
0: it's the idea then partly that you, you, you come in with a Russian-based business, people come to you for those services, but then they start working with you, and like, oh, these guys are actually pretty slick and efficient and high-quality service, and they can do this other stuff, so it we'll just gives them some of the other business too, because it's simple. In Europe, in Europe, this is exactly the case. In
1: America, it was exactly the opposite thing. Because we started to we entered the American uh, market in terms of like geopolitics, you know, started to pick up. or Russian banks uh, started to leave the market and uh, you had just two governmental banks, and competitors. But uh, to just to go into New York, and, and I frankly believe that there is no Russian investment bank or broker has ever been extremely successful in the U.S. Because normally, uh, everyone came with a very standard service. You know, equities sells trading, buy stocks, this is our research, and this is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> the several years, like three years ago, I feel that it's not possible to come to New York and just say, you know, we are another Russian broker, we do another very limited uh, scope of services mm-hmm. and uh, people ask why do we need another broker? Why? What is this? So this is why the idea was to identify niches where we can capitalize on our know-how and to compete, to hire also a good team of people no. and to create yeah, and to create and to create American broker dealer is a certain niche services which address our customer base. We are strong, uh, I don't know, for example, we say we are strong on execution. This is why we got membership on, uh, on New York Stock Exchange, but we started to provide, I don't know, good services from the floor on discrete execution mm-hmm. of like blocks, participate in, auction, in auctions, or take orders after like market close, mm-hmm. and not particularly on <coughs> Russian stocks, but actually on, on, on everything. Then we invested in a desk trading distressed equities. Because uh, you know Chapter 11 and right. something, well, yeah. Not not a lot of guys are doing it, but this is an additional advantage to attract long-only funds or hedge funds, which society. Then we uh, did uh, other things. For example, we just last week closed a transaction. We 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 uh, gave a subordinated loan to a minority broker mm-hmm. in America to get access to, uh, to IPOs or to certain flows so that we can provide unique services to Russian customer base right. or to other countries where we are like Israel, for example, which we are approaching because normally U.S. is the second Uh, Traded market, like (laughs) traded market after the local one. Uh And then basically you have your position uh, in in America where you have your broker, 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 dealer, and and you have several unique niches, several unique services where you can come to your customers, to long only phones or Siphons, and say, you know what, we do this and this and this and this, and we also do Russia.
0: I have to ask you, the Russia thing, because we've been here all day and the sanctions thing came up again and again, and obviously the geopolitics are very tense, um, is it not be a problem for you to be Russian? Um, some of the investors I talked to said that the Russia experience is being downgraded here, because people are just nervous about it, because it can have you know, political ramifications, sanctions, whatever, inspections, Do you you suffer from that? Do you feel any of that? Or are people just like, the service is the service, the price is the price?
1: Oh, <laughs> it's not that easy. It all depends on segment, on customer segments, on what they are doing, on instruments, on companies. and So basically, uh, okay, I will give you a brief answer. Let's take several segments. For example, we are number one in servicing one font and high frequency funds. The more volatility they get, the better. Mm-hmm. Do we have problems there? Not at all. Just uh, the business increased, and this is good thing. I mean, long only funds. Do they have several choices? Yes, of course. Sanctions is not a good thing, and of course people are waiting. And uh, you could hear it throughout all the panels that people think what's going to come within two months or half a year or something. Mm-hmm. But number one, we are here for a long term. Mm-hmm. We talked to these investors, and whatever we don't believe in Iran scenario, North Korea's scenario for Russia, and yes, there will be turbulences. and yes, now it's uncertainty, and any certainty is better than uncertainty. But we are talking about uh, six months time, so until uh, things things will uh, get clear. Do we? Did we see a sell-off in bonds? Yes, we saw it. But will these investors disappear forever? We, I don't, don't, I don't believe so. So we invest in long-term. Uh, I mean. Uh, relationships, and uh, this is also part of your focus. Do we still need to provide good research for Russia on CIS and emerging markets? Of course. Mm-hmm. Are there still opportunities? Of course. You just uh, you've been on the panel. Is Tinkoff, if you would have invested years ago, it's thousand percent. Thousand Do we percent. still have very good? Uh,
0: I mean, uh, new companies, so mid-cap coming to current markets. Yes, of course. Well, there's also this community of people here in New York who have been investing in Russia, and it's been extreme turbulent right uh, over the last 20 years. But they know full well that when you get the timing right, it's extremely good market. returns hugely. And really it's about getting the timing right. And you could argue now at the biggest tension, the the equities are extremely cheap. So I'm sure the the reason why it was well attended today was people are like, oh, I'm keeping an eye on it. And there's a time to get into that market, Um, maybe it's not right now before the midterm elections and the next round of sanctions, but it could be. Exactly, but each time you say all
1: or everything, all equities are cheap, Mm. or everything is cheap. Well, this is the market. You are talking just broader picture. And this is maybe the moment to wait. And this is what we had opinion from portfolio managers on fixed income and of course, it's an eternity, it's a premium and they might wait. But you still, as an investment bank, you have to be there. There are still stories which sort of less dependent on sanctions, or yeah, yeah. I, you still have to be there, provide good service, and uh, and uh, it's always possible uh, to have cherry picking.
0: Well, you did your two debut IPOs last year. It was Obokrasia, um, the shooting Schu- uh, level yeah, yes. and Global, transit, uh, global did very well. Yes, but uh,
1: there is still, you see now, sentiment on Russia, and of course stocks are down, so I will not talk to them and give you a rosy picture, never, but in the same time, these two companies, they basically depend on local market, yeah. it's not pretty much dependent on sanctions, you know what, of course we do road shows with them every month, every second, every second, every second month, and they fulfill their investment program, and uh, I don't see investors who have sold the stock, so mm. the concept is still there. Management is still there, and investors do believe in the story. And another, and another, uh, another thing is that uh, with our brand, we have created like Russia rising stars. Mm-hmm. We try to pick up new companies, the next Thinkoff, so the next Ulysses, or with all, this world with all, this world. We just had a conference in London, and of course, despite the markets are closed for the moment and people are waiting, we still get a significant number of investors willing to listen to the stories and to listen what companies are doing and uh, So you think we'll Russia will come,
0: come back? I mean the market will turn, I mean the tensions will ease at some point. And
1: Russia will come back for sure, it's just a question of time. So, so I don't believe that sanctions will disappear in the very short term. But I
0: still believe that there are a lot of opportunities. Last question um, you recently tied up with Tigris partnership I think. It's a women only organization uh, women-owned organization, women not owners. women-only organization. <laughs> so, what exactly yeah. said about them? It's the management. There is only women, though. That was part of their... No, it's
1: management. owned by a woman. Right. So, a lot of men working for the company. No. It's minority broker, but it's in line with our concept of finding the right niche. Mm. So, being a minority broker, they have access. To certain deals and uh, getting flows. We could not uh, we could not get it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We see very strong management, strong research. Uh, we need strong research in American stocks for Russia. There are, there are a lot of opportunities to cooperate. We can utilize this uh, deal flow, we can execute it in the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, so there are a lot of opportunities to cooperate. And we identified this niche. And it's difficult to find such niches just sitting in Moscow. This is why our, our U.S. Office is very international. It's actually the American office, an yeah. American office. We have several Russian guys responsible for Russia, but it's like U.S. U.S. driven, and uh, this is exactly the main job to find niches and to so we invest in business development so that we can differentiate and uh, provide a spectrum of and services. And it's still interesting
0: because I mean, you're providing access and uh, services now to uh, Russian investors who want to come here to the States. I mean, but that business is still going on, is it? I mean, of course, because uh, normally
1: uh, you need a platform to be competitive. And throughout, you've, you've heard, I mean, uh, guys like, you know, interactive brokers who are getting connectivity into Russia. Of course, a lot of uh, brokers, or so they appear, provide this service f- to provide access to, to the U.S. We have a lot of advantages as well, because, uh, I mean, I mean, to provide access to, 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 to U.S. To Russian investors or I don't know Israeli investors. So there could be advantages mm-hmm. on our side because, for example, we can get Russian assets and give leverage on them. We understand it, and then simultaneously have an U.S. operation can provide access to uh, yeah, so yeah. New yeah. York like, as if we have a yeah. U.S. broker dealer. Yeah. So this is one of our concepts as well. And and and, and, and you saw, I mean, we see really billions of dollars coming from bank accounts into investment accounts. People are looking for yield, and uh, they will diversify. Not always money coming from uh, Russian banks and brokerage companies are or will be invested in Russia. They will be also invested internationally, and of course we want to be there to catch this flow. Well, I wish you every success in the business. It sounds very exciting. Thank you very much. Thank you. you.